I'm Avery Chapman. And I'm Joey Braun. Welcome to Season 2 of the Mind Shape Podcast. We bring you stories from everyday people that are meant not only to be helpful and encouraging, but also to be inspiring and motivating. The topics we will discuss this season will bring up the most inquisitive conversations. This is Episode 11 of Season 2. Get ready, because this one is powerful. We'd like to make our listeners aware that some of our episodes contain explicit and real-life sensitive content. The words used and said in some episodes may be triggers to memories, experiences, and or unwanted events in your life or someone else's. Your discretion is strongly advised. Patrick, welcome. Yo, thank you guys so much for having me. Really appreciate it. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, man, we're really excited to hear your story and have you on. So could you give our listeners a brief background of your story? 100%, yeah. I'm Patrick. I'm 20 years old. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And um, at birth, I suffered a stroke, which resulted in a condition called left hemiplegia. So Patrick, could you tell us a little bit more about that and and what that is? Because I'm sure a lot of us don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people aren't too aware of it and the condition, but um, it's basically the um, the partial paralysis of the of one side of the body. So for me, in my case, it's the left side, and it has to do with a lot of um, like fine motor things and movements that I'm unable to do on my left side that people would normally be able to do on both sides. So I mean, it's definitely something that's subjective because it um, it differs case to case. But um, for me, like you could see things like. Um, I can't walk on my heel, on my left heel, so I walk on my toes. Or when I walk, a lot of times um, my arm will go up or it'll get like kind of spastic and tight. And those are just a couple of the things. But um, it really affects, hemiplegia really affects people um, in their day-to-day life. No, yeah, man. Uh, We can't even imagine what what that would be like. So explain to us a couple of like some struggles you had growing up uh, with having that condition and how you kind of worked through them and and still made it work for yourself. Yeah. So um, I think the first thing everyone always asks me is like, Oh, like, did you get picked on? Did you, did this happen? Did people say whatever? And I'm like, yeah, of course, like that stuff definitely happened because I mean, everyone gets picked on and being different. Does not make it any better or easier? But I think a lot of my struggle was very internal because I was in a situation where, I wanted to be like everyone else, but I wasn't. So a lot of it, and it really um, kind of showed itself in athletics. Like I played baseball and basketball when I was younger. And I always just wanted to be great and good at everything and kind of just like everyone else for the sake of myself. Like not to really prove it to anyone else, but to prove it to myself that I was just as good as everyone. So I think it was a lot of, um, since I had a lot of physical limitations, I was held back from doing a lot of that, but my mindset was still there. So I think that internal struggle was kind of difficult for me. So quick question. Uh, when you were battling that internal struggle, what happened to where you said, I want to be great. I, I'm not going to use this as a crutch. Yeah. So, um, I would say that it took a few years, definitely, because it was a lot of um, just me pushing and pushing and like just trying to be like the best I could possibly 
could I could be for myself. And um, I, I had a lot of people that were supportive, but then I had some people that weren't so supportive. So I think the major turning point for me was um, it was a little league championship baseball game. And it was, it was like a huge game for everyone. Obviously there was a lot on the line, but um, I was like one of the worst players on the team, which happened to be the case for a lot of my sports teams because of my disability. And at the time I didn't really think like, Hey, like this might be because I'm, I have a different body than everyone else. I was kind of just like, oh, I'm the worst on the team. Like, oh my God, like, how am I the worst? Like, because for me, I saw myself as equal to everyone else. So in that championship game, um, I was told that I was going to be put in the game inning after inning. I was like, you'll go in, you'll go in, you'll go in. I never went in. I sat that game. And I remember after the game, we won and everyone was tackling each other in excitement. And I sat there with my trophy and I cried. And that was like the moment that I really realized it, that I was like, I'm not like everyone else. And I need to be great in my own way. And I need to accept that I'm different and do this my own way. No, man, that's so powerful that you're able to stand there and, and, and I realize that and go through such a tough moment of not being put into the game, you know, and realize and reflect and be like, I got to be special. I got to be the best version of me possible in my own way which is so important because, you know, we all are unique. We're all so intricate as human beings. No one's the same. We're all different. And that's what make, yeah. And that's what makes us so unique. That's what makes us so awesome as human beings and our differences bring us together. And for you to see that and to be, to do that and to reflect is amazing. So take us, going forward after that incident, you know, what went through your mind and what start, what did you start to do to kind of mold your own path and your destiny? So the next step, and really, obviously, as you could tell, like my parents were obviously affected by this incident as well, because I mean, this is their son, and they really wanted the best for me. So what they did is they ended up finding um, this organization called the Adaptive Sports Foundation. And it's an organization in upstate New York. And it's, um, it's all volunteers and all the workers there are volunteers who help teach kids with physical and cognitive disabilities how to ski and snowboard. So my parents packed it up. We got a house up there. They enrolled me into the program and I started skiing with them. And for the first time, I kind of like embraced my identity as someone who was disabled because I had a community of people that were like me and the people, people who knew how to teach me and support me. So I started out skiing with the program for like two years and it was something that I liked, but it wasn't something I was really crazy about because um, I would just get like constantly frustrated and it annoyed me and there wasn't enough like motivation in it for me to want to become a great skier. But then um, that changed two years later when I was introduced to snowboarding and um, when, when the minute I was put on a board, I tell this to everyone, I'm like, the second I strapped in my, my feet, I knew that was for me. Like that was my passion, like everything and all the struggles I had in my life all led up to that very moment where I discovered my passion. And I finally felt like I was in place in the universe. Mm, That's amazing. That is amazing. And I feel like there's a lot of people, even at an older age, I I believe you mentioned before the podcast that you're 20 years old, right? Yeah. So all of this is happening before you're 20. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners would agree that most of them don't know where they're supposed to be in life right now. And 
you know, where they're supposed to be in the universe. And that's one of the hardest things for people to figure out. I would what agree. Yeah. My, yeah. Right. What is my, my mission? What am I on this earth and meant to do? So you, you mentioned you were now surrounded with, you know, people that you could speak to, you know, people that were like you and you could talk to. So what were the type of friends you made during this time? So I had a lot of my friends were a lot of my coaches, of course, because I mean, they were like the greatest supporters. Like they went out with me every day, whether I was frustrated, happy or any type of emotion. They always like tried to help me become the best snowboarder I could possibly be. And I also made a lot of friends um, out of my team at Adaptive Sports Foundation. And it just so happened that um, at the time I was the only physically disabled snowboarder on the race team. So all of my friends on the team had cognitive disabilities such as autism. And I really had a bond with them because I have never really had an experience with someone with a cognitive disability, like with autism. And I learned a lot of things about those type of people with those disabilities and how amazing they are. And we just really clicked and we got to, we like benefited each other because they started to learn more about people with physical disabilities. And I learned more about people with cognitive disabilities. So I always say that that was also a huge turning point also in both groups, just being more empathetic towards people that aren't like them. Because I mean, we created a great bond despite our huge differences, but we came together in the sense that we all love to snowboard. That is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So now you're snowboarding. Mm-hmm. You found what you're meant to do. You found your calling, right? That has dawned on you. You're right where you need to be. So now that you're going, you're on this path, where has it taken you? So the goal now is the Paralympics. And um, the Paralympics introduced snowboarding in 2014, which was around the time that I started racing. And I remember my coach showing me a video of an Australian para snowboarder named Ben Tudhope, who was my age. And he was like, dude, like if he could, this kid can do this, like you can do this, like we'll put in the work, we'll get you there. And from that moment, me, my parents, my whole family, my coaches, we were like, we're going to do this. This is the goal. So from there, I took like the four, next four years trying to train for the 2018 games. But um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. I missed it. And um, there was actually an incident in that sense where I almost quit snowboarding because I was just so frustrated with it. And I was frustrated with the fact that I was losing or not performing the way I wanted to perform. And something actually crazy really happened. And I was in Finland for um, a World Cup competition. It was like 2017. And I was really annoyed with snowboarding. I was just fed up. Like I had just kind of learned that I wasn't going to make the team for 2018. And we were waiting in line in the airport and it was everyone from the competition. So it was everyone like amputees, people with like um, prosthetics or all different types of disabilities. And there was a situation where a woman came up to one of my peers and was like, hi, like um, my son's um, they want to get involved in whatever you're involved in and they want to try athletics. And can you, and she was like, can you please show me like what you guys do and just guide me on this path? And I looked over and her kids were both in wheelchairs and two of them were um, like amputees 
and they were standing there and this woman was just saw us and was so hopeful for the future of her sons that she was like oh my god this is so amazing and this woman probably had never even seen anything like that before so we hooked her up and we were like listen you got to go on paralympic website you can follow us there was kids showing her videos at that moment i was like dude like this isn't for me like this is for the kids that didn't have that inspiration growing up to look up to someone that's like them. Like I think of myself and I'm like, Oh yeah, I see all these athletes like Kobe Jeter who I grew up on. And I was like, yeah, the mindset was there, but their bodies weren't like mine. And now I'm in the position where like, I want to be that person for the kids of the next generation. And so now I'm training for the 2022 Paralympics for snowboarding. Wow. You, you are such a role model, man. Like that's, that's incredible. Yeah, I try my best, man, because I think back of myself at that age, like I didn't have any role models that were like me. I mean, the only person I really had was like Bethany Hamilton, who was like the surfer that lost her arm. But even her disability is nothing like mine, but I still was able to identify with her in some sorts of like the movie that came out and like her life story. But I just want there to be more people like us who can inspire the next generation of disabled kids. Man, that's that's so incredibly... Uh, powerful and, and and to to really feel that and that that comes down to like the feeling of of why why are you doing what you're doing because you can do something but but why are you yeah. doing it mm-hmm. and when you realize in that moment that it's bigger than you yeah definitely it's so much bigger than you it's mm-hmm. it's to inspire all those other kids that have disabilities to step out and to be okay with going and trying some new sports going and, and, and it's a fear. It's definitely a fear for them. Mm -hmm. And, but to step out and to be able to do that and to be someone who leads the way and to be paving your goals, to reach the Paralympics, to show other disabled people that you can do it too, is absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, Avery, what do you think, man? That's just incredible. When listening to podcasts, it's important to have a good podcast listening app. That's why we recommend CastBox. CastBox has over 95 million different kinds of audio content and is free to download and it's free to listen. So head over to the Apple Store, download CastBox, and start listening to your favorite podcasts today. Oh, well, I wholeheartedly believe that you're going to accomplish this just by the way you're speaking about it, your passion, and that moment. I feel like a lot of people have that defining moment in their life where maybe they were going to give up, but then they kept going and something spectacular happened. And in your case, you're going to inspire hundreds, if not thousands, millions of kids who have gone through similar situations that you're going through or that can relate to your situation in some kind of way. And uh, formulate it into their life. I mean, your story is incredibly inspiring. Thank and you so going, much, guys. And you and I believe in you, man. You're going to the Olympics. I'm going to speak it into existence right now. <laughs> Thank you, man. You're going, man. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. And um, so, and so you, I obviously, you know, you use that as motivation. You use your past as motivation. I'm sure you use that uh, baseball moment as motivation. Yeah, uh, and. 
I definitely think of those two moments combined, like what you're saying, like, I'm like, like, dude, like, this is God's plan for me. Like, I'm like, this is not like, it's for me, obviously, because I'm putting in the work, I'm grinding, whatever. But I was like, this is for the kid that got benched for their baseball game, like doesn't have someone with a disability to look up to. I'm like, this is for them, you know, like, I want to be that role model for them. And I want to be able to build this community up. That's, and that's awesome. Because I feel like, you know, you realize you're right where you need to be. Even though things didn't work out and they didn't add up to where you wanted to be in the past, you ended up right where you needed to be. And that's that's awesome. You know, and you're 20 years old. That's what's incredible to me. You're only 20 years old, man. <laughs> Thank you guys. I really appreciate the love. Man, I mean, you deserve it. So you're welcome. <laughs> thank you uh, it's it, it's something really in, admirable but with someone as admirable as you and, and someone who wants to be a role model there's always a family that's involved in raising someone and to have your parents be so supportive of you when you have a disability is, is actually really something that i want to dive into because it's so important for parents as well is that you know Talk talk to us about your parents. You know how they supported you, uh, what the love that they gave you, because there had to be so much there for you, for you to be such an amazing human being you are today. Yeah, so my parents are the best in the world. I mean, I I owe it to them. I owe everything to them. But um, yeah, so my mom is actually an occupational therapist, and that was huge for me because she was very knowledgeable about my whole situation and kind of knew the people to reach out to and bring me to in growing up with um, left hemiplegia and with my disability. And she was really just, she put in her all to get me to where I have to be physically. And then like my dad, I always see them as like doing the, the two different roles. Like my mom, like made me the person I am like physically. And then my dad is the person who like got all like the connections with the Paralympics and was calling people to see like which competitions I could be in and was flying out to like random places like Idaho and Finland with me, like just so I can compete. So, I mean, they really just do it all for me. And then them, and then I have a sister who's also so supportive with it. And my sister is really like, I always say that she's the only person in my life who from the get go, like I never felt like I had a disability or like there was something per se like wrong with me because for me like for my sister like how I am and how my body is was normal for her her whole life because I mean she's six years younger than me so she's always so it always makes me feel good and it makes me feel special because I'm like this is a bond that we would have had regardless of anything like me and my sister like we both love each other regardless so I think all all three members of my immediate family really play a major role in making me the person who I am today. That's your team, man. Yeah, facts. That's, That's the backbone. Man. Yeah. I think behind a lot of great athletes, the majority of great athletes, you know, they have great family or friends standing in their corner pushing them. And it sounds like you have an amazing family that supports you. Definitely, and man. That's that's awesome. I mean, yeah. you got me tearing up thinking about it. You're talking <laughs> about your sister, man. You know, I have a bond with my brothers that can never be broken. And yeah, it's family, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it's your blood. So yeah, I would like to ask you one last question. 
for anyone that has a disability or anyone who has gone through a difficult time or anything, what would you want to leave them with? I feel like I would want to leave those people with like, just keep going, bro. Like you got this, like everything is going to work out. And at the end of the day, you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment of time. So I'm like, even if you're going through struggles right now, and if things aren't going your way, like this is exactly where you wanted to be. Like if anything, like take my life experience or take anyone else who anyone else's life experience, like there was always struggles to get to a certain road. And you have to just understand that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now and everything will pan out because everything happens for a reason. And like I kind of said in this in this podcast, like I knew that this was like my destiny. This was my destiny. Like God had a plan for me and this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. So I would really say just keep going and also to know that there is a community out there of people like you. Um, all it takes sometimes is a Google search or a Facebook group search. Like there's people like don't think you're alone because there's other people out there who are experiencing the same things that you need to experience that you are, you're experiencing. So don't ever feel like you're in this alone because there's always people on your side. There's always people in your, in your corner. So um, let's just try to build this community up further. And also just life goes on and we overcome the odds. And at the end of the day, that's it. Like, we overcome the odds, you will overcome the odds as well. You just got to put in the hard work and you got to be motivated and you'll get there. Well said, man. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better. And, and you think the way, the way you articulated that and you know, man, it's so true. Like we're all going to have struggles in this world and you know, our problems, we, they're always going to be there. I mean, Definitely. we're always going to have some sort of problem. Yeah. And the thing is, how do we struggle? Well, and we were all going to struggle, but how do we struggle well and how do we keep going and how do we keep pursuing and growing? And, you know, what you're doing is incredible, man. And what you're doing online, sharing your story, sharing your journey on your on your road to the Paralympics is going to be a huge impact on people who watch. So that's something that I want to see you keep doing. I'm going to keep checking up, making sure you're doing it. Um, Thank you. Because that's going to be and have a huge, huge impact on people. And man, just tell us where, tell the listeners and the people where they can find you on social media. All right. So you could find me at youtube.com slash Patrick DiCrescenzo. I mean, I'm, my name is on this podcast, right? People know how to spell it out because it's yeah, pretty go long. Look at the, it's go pretty look long. At the title. <laughs> go look at the title because I have an 11 letter last name that's super Italian and hard to pronounce. So it's youtube.com slash Patrick And my Instagram is at patdeck27. It's P-A-T-D-E-C-2-7. Awesome, guys. Thank you, Pat. Go follow. Go follow Pat. Go show him some love. Give him a follow. Uh, reach out to him if you have questions. Um, go watch. Go go subscribe to his YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, his, he's posted another story uh, kind of said in a different way, which is awesome as well. Uh, and he'll be posting more stuff on his journey to the Paralympics. And you will not want to miss it. Um Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Guys, thank you so much. This is awesome. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. That ends episode 11 of the Mindshape Podcast. 
We want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. In order for the story in this episode to reach more people, we need your help. Share this with someone in your life who you think needs it, whether it be a family member, a friend, or someone you just met. If you believe they can benefit from this episode, go ahead and send them over the link. Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. This also helps us reach more people. You can find Mindshape on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow these pages for more updates and content. On Facebook, it's just Mindshape. On Instagram, it's at Mindshape Podcast. On Twitter, it's at MindShapePod, P-O-D. Thank you again, and stay tuned for the next episode.